Now, when we look at God's Word, we discover that the Bible commands us in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We are commanded here in Ephesians 6.10 to be strong. Notice, in the Lord. In fact, the command, be strong, occurs about 40 times in the Bible. From Deuteronomy 31.6, where we read, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. All the way to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, where Paul, he exhorts and commands his spiritual son Timothy with these words. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So we are commanded over 40 times in the scriptures, in the Bible, to be strong. But you and I need to remember Paul's exhortation. Be strong in the Lord. What he is implying is this strength that you are commanded to exercise or exert does not find its source in you. It finds its source and supply in the Lord alone. That's good news. Because God is never empty when it comes to strength. God's supply of strength is inexhaustible. It never runs out. God's strength is unlimited. So when the Bible commands us to be strong in the Lord, it is reminding us that there is a place that you can go to in which you will never find yourself lacking the resource and recourse that you need for whatever you're facing in life. And that is in the Lord. In the Lord, there is an endless supply of strength so that no matter what the challenge is, the trouble, the trial, the tribulation before you, in the Lord, you will find the strength that you need to be able to deal with it, to overcome it, to triumph in spite of it. Now, how many of you have ever used extra strength Tylenol, extra strength Excedrin? You know what I mean? We, we don't want just the regular stuff. We want the extra strength. Why? Because it's telling us it's more potent than just the regular. It's telling us there's a little extra in there. And we want a quicker relief. We want to feel better quicker. And so we go for that extra strength. Well, God promises extra strength. I like what Bible teacher and Christian author Robert Morgan writes. He writes the following. The secret to extra strength isn't so much found in medication as in meditation. He continues. It's not extra strength pills we need, but extra strength passages from God's Word. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that God's Word is health to our bodies. If you find yourself in need of extra strength, 
because your soul is weary and tired. Or if you find yourself spiritually sick, spiritually anemic, and you need some medication, let me tell you something. There's a place to go and and something to draw from. It's called God's pill. You know what God's pill is? It's the gospel. God, the gospel is God's pill. And when you go to God's word, you find the necessary spiritual pill that you need that will give you extra strength with that understanding I want you to look with me at one of those extra strength passages found in the Bible in Deuteronomy 33 verses 24 through 27 and I'm reading out of the NIV it says about Asher he said say Asher he said most blessed of sons is Asher let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze notice and your strength will equal your days there is no one like the God of Jeshurun Jeshurun means uprightness the one who walks and lives uprightly who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds in his majesty the eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms he will drive out your enemies before you saying destroy them in other words victory is guaranteed now Asher means happy say happy Asher means happy now I don't think we know too many people who are named happy did you ever see the movie happy Gilmore it's considered to be pretty funny and still in a silly movie did you know that the most famous person named happy is a Marvel character if you're a Marvel fan you know who I'm talking about it's Harold Joseph happy Hogan <laughs> in the movies he's shown in the Iron Man movies and and more now back to Asher his birth is referenced in the book of Genesis Specifically, in Genesis 30, verses 12 and 13, it's there where we read about his birth. The scripture reads, Leah's servant, Zilpah, bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, how what? Happy I am. The women will call me what? Happy. So she named him Asher. Asher means what? Happy. This is important to keep in mind. Asher means happy. So I want to say to you today that the reason why he was called happy was not necessarily because he had a happy disposition. But his birth caused others to become happy. That's important to note. His birth caused others to become happy. Now what is interesting is that Jacob had 12 sons from four different women. Asher was son number eight. Eight is the number for new beginning. This is why you, child of God, can be happy. Because the good news is that in Christ you are promised a new beginning. Regardless of what happened this past week, 
you can have a new beginning today because the scripture says that his mercies are new every morning this is why you can be happy today because in the lord you are promised a new beginning no matter where you come from no matter what you've done in your past child of god you don't have to be miserable because of your past you can move forward in spite of it because in the lord there is a new beginning promised the next time asher is mentioned is when jacob is giving out his final blessings to his sons in genesis chapter 49 now it's important to note that it was customary when a father was dying he would give a blessing to his children so when jacob was dying he had each of his 12 sons come to his bedside each child received a message from jacob some were not really so kind and helpful asher went to his father's bedside and in genesis 49 verse 20 we read this asher's food will be rich he will provide delicacies fit for a king now when you read genesis 49 as jacob is blessing his sons you're going to notice some sons had a paragraph which told of their destruction asher had one sentence asher will receive the blessings of richness by experiencing bountiful plenty during the latter days in the promised land so rich in fact that it is described as delicacies of royal quality asher's family will receive abundance and prosperity they will have so much that they will appear to be royalty child of god the bible says in first peter 2 that we are a royal priesthood revelation 1 4 and 5 says that we are a kingdom of priests unto god we are a royal priesthood i want you to understand we are kings and priests unto god i want you to know you are royalty child of god you are royalty you are blessed beyond measure you are blessed beyond measure you are not a pauper you are prosperous god has enriched your life you may have come to the lord with nothing but when you came to him and received him you gained everything that you needed we are royalty now we're going to skip about 400 years of history and return to look at the biblical passage in deuteronomy the jewish people are about to enter the promised land moses is on mount sinai and he speaks the blessing to each of the 12 sons or the 12 tribes of jacob of course asher is long gone but the tribe of asher is very much alive and doing well in fact when you study their history you will notice that they actually multiplied for some reason moses saves asher for last and he says what we've read in deuteronomy 33 24 and 27 and i want to highlight 
some of the blessings that were pronounced over Asher. It says about Asher, he said, most blessed, say most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze and your strength will equal your days. And then as we move on, it says the eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Let's break down this blessing in some of the parts that are mentioned. First, we read, let him bathe his feet in oil. How many of you have ever had your feet bathed in oil? Olive oil. How many of you have ever had a pedicure? Don't be ashamed. I had it once, and I liked it. In fact, I was telling them at Cutler Campus, I think I'm going to go back for it. <laughs> In those days, foot washing was really vital. Watch this. And only the wealthy have the luxury of using olive oil to wash and soothe their feet. But this all makes sense because when Joshua divided up the promised land between the 12 tribes, he gave the tribe of Asher land in the area of Galilee where the soil was rich and olive trees flourished. That's according to Joshua 19, 24 through 31. Joshua 19, 24 through 31. The best olives were raised where Asher's family lived. Even today, one tree will produce 15 gallons of olive oil per season. Now, I don't expect you to go home and dip your feet into olive oil, but the theme runs true for us, doesn't it? We are blessed beyond what we can imagine. Even when struggling, we are still so blessed by God. We have material comforts. We have the gift of Christ. We have the gift of seeing Jesus through His life, suffering, death, and resurrection. We are spiritually blessed by God beyond measure. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.3 that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Peter says in 2 Peter 1.4 that we are blessed with great and precious promises. Child of God, you are not a pauper. You are prosperous. You are blessed. You have the blessing of God in your life. Woo! We are spiritually blessed by God. And we have the promise of Jesus to his disciples in John 14, John 14, 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, or another version says helper, to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you will know him, for he lives, notice, with you and will be in you. You see, one of our blessings comes in the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's the promise to us that God will always be with us and in us 
through the Holy Spirit in the Bible. If you didn't know it, oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So in a sense, we should seek to be dipping our feet in metaphorical oil on a daily basis. What do you say, Pastor? Every day you can call out to God in prayer. And when you do, it's like dipping your feet in the heavenly oil. Every day you open up your Bible, you're dipping your feet in the oil of the Holy Spirit because He's the author of the Scriptures. Every day that you choose to worship and praise God, you're opening yourself up to dip your feet in the heavenly oil of the Holy Spirit. And what happens when you dip your feet in the oil? You could be struggling, but once you dip your feet in the oil, your feet are soothed. Your feet are relieved. Your feet are refreshed. Your feet are relaxed. That's what happens. Forget oil of Olay. I want the olive oil of the Holy Spirit. And we can have that. We can dip our feet. No matter where your feet have gone, no matter how tired your journey may have been, you can dip your feet in the oil. You'll be energized anew in His presence. Ah. And then the other blessing, the boats of your gates will be iron and bronze. These were the strongest metals known in that day. And it was symbolic of homeland security. Better than ADT. You don't know what ADT is. It's a security system, okay? It is the presence of God. Better than any army. It's the presence of God. There's protection through His presence. I want you to understand today, I know There are people that are full of fear and worry because of what's been happening in our land and happening throughout the world. But I want you to know, child of God, you don't have to be afraid. God's got you. The safest place to be is within the palm of His hand. His presence is more powerful. His presence is more powerful. His presence is more powerful than any plague, any tormenting spirit. His presence is more powerful. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.5 Who through faith, notice, are shielded, how? By God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And then Paul writing to the church of Thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, he penned these words, But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. I am not a devil denier. I will confide and be honest with you. There is a real devil. But let me remind you, God and the devil are not equals. 
God is in a class all by Himself. God is King of kings and Lord of lords. And His power is greater than any scheme, any weapon of the devil. That's why the promise of God is no weapon formed against you will prosper. The devil can plan. He can ploy. He can scheme. He can strategize whatever he wants against your life. But the Lord is faithful and He will protect you from the evil one. Another blessing declared over the tribe of Asher was your strength will equal your days. I like the way the poet penned it. Day by day the manna fell. Oh, to learn this lesson well. Day by day the promise reads daily strength for daily needs. That's what we have in the Lord. It's strange sounding, but it simply means you will be strong all of your days. That's not a bad promise either. Sometimes we wonder where that strength will come from. Sometimes we think into the future when we shouldn't. We wonder about the what ifs of life. What if this happened? What if that happened? But notice that Moses said, Your strength will equal your days. You don't get strength from God for tomorrow's trials when it's still today. Does that make sense? I don't have strength for tomorrow until tomorrow. Corey Ten Boom, who was imprisoned during World War II for resisting the Nazis in the Netherlands, told the story about a conversation that she had with her father. She said, Daddy, I'm afraid I'll never be strong enough to be a martyr for Jesus Christ. Her father told her, Tell me, when you take a train trip from Harlem to Amsterdam, When do I give you the money for the ticket? Three weeks before? No, Daddy. You give me the money for the ticket just before we get on the train. He replied, That's right. And so it is with God's strength. Our wise Father in heaven knows when you're going to need things too. Today, you don't need a strength the strength to be a martyr. But as soon as you're called upon for the honor of facing death for Jesus, He'll supply the strength you need just in time. Corey later said, I took comfort in my father's advice. Later, I had to suffer for Jesus in a Nazi concentration camp. He indeed gave me all the courage and power I needed. Moses is saying to the descendants of Asher and to us, Yes, you'll face challenges from the enemy. You'll face hardship and grief and sickness and persecution. 
But don't worry about tomorrow. Because as your days, so shall your strength be. When Jesus said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. In Luke's gospel, it reads, give us day by day our daily bread. He was speaking more than wonder bread. He was speaking more than about rainbow bread. He was speaking about God's presence because when they would serve in the Old Testament tabernacle, the Bible tells us the priest had a table of show bread and they would put the loaf on there and that loaf of bread represented His presence, God's presence with His people. God's presence nourishes. God's presence strengthens. God's presence sustains. So when we pray, Give us today our daily bread. We're saying, God, give us from your presence the strength that we need to be sustained, to continue. And he will. That's why Jesus told us to pray it. Because God's ready to give us our daily manna through his presence as well. And then, another blessing that was declared over the tribe of Asher. The eternal God is your refuge. Watch this. And underneath are the everlasting arms. One day I was reading a book by Pastor Jensen Franklin. And he referred to this passage of scripture out of Deuteronomy. And underneath are the everlasting arms. And in his book he was pointing out that you could translate the word underneath as rock bottom. At rock bottom are his everlasting arms the implication is you can't go so low that you won't find his arms still underneath i want you to understand some of you may feel in this season i've hit rock bottom but i want you to understand you're not without refuge you're not without recourse you're not without resource underneath rock bottom are his everlasting arms he will be your supply he will be your sustainer he will be your sufficiency he will be your help even at rock bottom in the words of corey ten boom no pit is so deep that he is not deeper still with jesus even in our darkest moments the best remains and the very best is yet to be child of god you are not alone today we sang about it today you are not alone there's another in the fire there's another with you in the trial there's another with you in your trouble there's another with you in your tribulation you are not alone Asher means, and you don't need a happy meal to be happy today. You just need to remember that these promises, these blessings declared over Asher, they're applicable to you too. Because of Jesus Christ, we are part of a new covenant that is even more glorious, even more better than the covenant that the Old Testament saints had with God. We are blessed. And the psalmist pens these words in Psalm 146, verse 5. Happy is he 
who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God. Happy! How many of you know God as your God? Then you ought to be happy. That's what the Word is saying. Happy! And I love it. Happy is he who has noticed the God of Jacob. Not the God of Abraham, not the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Jacob means trickster, conniver, the one who pulls your leg, the deceiver, the supplanter, the one that screwed up many times. And yet God was faithful to him. That's why I'm happy. Because even when I fumble, I fumble forward through Him. Even when I struggle, I have strength in Him. Even when I don't measure up, He comes to help me. I have the assurance that He will be a very present help in trouble for me. Child of God, this ought to make you happy. Because some of us know what it was like for God to find us on the island of the misfit toys. Some of you are clapping and you don't even know what I just said. I said misfit toys and you're like. I'm thinking Christmas right now already. He is good. He's faithful. I want you to understand today. That you can be happy in him. And through him. He promises extra strength. Whatever you're going through right now. He promises the strength you need for what you're going through. And He promises you the strength to get through what you're going through right now. You are not strengthless. God promises to give you the strength that will fill you with the power to overcome whatever you're dealing with. So I want to say to you today, if you need God's strength, it's available. And I'm going to pray for that to be granted to you. Just like Paul, the apostle prayed for the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 3.16. He prayed that, I pray that you would be strengthened with might by the power of His Spirit in your inner being. I'm going to pray that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your promise of strength. That supernatural strength. That strength that empowers us in our inner being. To be able to overcome that strength that makes us stronger on the inside than the pressure on the outside. I pray for that to be imparted right now. If you need strength and you're here in this building, I want you to stand right now and I want to agree with you in prayer. If you need strength right now, you stand. And I'm going to agree with you in prayer. I'm going to pray because I believe God's presence is here right now. And I believe God has spoken this word for your strengthening. Heavenly Father, look at your children. Look at your people that are asking for supernatural strength. And you said, call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. I pray that right now for your sons, your daughters, for those that are standing right now admitting, I need strength. I need strength today 
Strengthen them right now by the power of Your Spirit. Oh God, give them strength. Give them strength. As Paul prayed for the church of Colossae in Colossians 1, I pray give them strength for all patience. Give them strength for all perseverance. In the name of Jesus right now, give them strength through the power of the oil of Your Spirit. I pray right now that their feet would be dipped in the oil of the Spirit and they would be refreshed. They would be renewed right now. They would be rejuvenated right now. For in Your presence there is fullness of joy. I pray for those watching on live stream, God, who need strength. God, those watching through YouTube and Facebook, strengthen them right now by the power of Your Spirit in their inner being. God, I pray for those that are weary, those that are tired, Lord. Right now, impart supernatural strength to them. Let them be rejuvenated. Let them be renewed. Let them mount up with wings like eagles. Let them run and not grow weary. Let them walk and not faint. As your word promises to those that wait upon you. And we're waiting on you right now in your presence. And we thank you that you are faithful to the end. You are faithful to the end. Church, I want you, both those of you here and those of you on live stream, join with our PW crew and let's declare that our God is faithful. And let's testify through this song of worship of His faithfulness. Hallelujah.